You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. But Lord God, to speak to your people. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory, glory. If you came here to listen to me, you are dis- you're going to be disappointed. If you came to listen to God, then you won't be disappointed. Okay? Yeah. I want to title this message, That None Should Perish. Say, That None Should Perish. That is the will of your Father. His will is that none should perish. Huh? Not even the most wicked person. Do you know that God's plan is not even for the wicked to perish? Yeah. I heard the story of this man. This happened during the uh, Rwandan genocide. Okay? There was this man that was killing people. Huh? He was mean, he was wicked, and he killed a lot of people. He killed a lot of people. And there's one of the people um, that, that was, uh, he was injured and he died. He died, and when he died, he was shocked to see that man in heaven. That man that was killing people. And he says, no. How is this? No, 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 no. He wanted to protest in heaven. It's like, how, how did this man end up here? Because everybody knew him. He was notorious for killing people. And I guess the Lord was trying to say something. And you know what he was told? He was told that the man met his match. Okay. Somebody else came to kill him. And actually, I think he was beheaded. But the moment he was about to kill, he cried out to Jesus. Hey. Now, this is somebody that has sent other people to hell. But at the last minute... He cried out to Jesus because he wanted, he, he met someone that was more powerful than him, more wicked than him. Because it doesn't matter how wicked someone is, there's somebody more wicked. How many people know that? There's always somebody more wicked, there's somebody more loving, there's somebody more powerful, there's always somebody richer, there's always somebody poorer, there's always somebody more blessed, there's always somebody more cursed. <laughs> so sometimes you think yours is the ultimate. There is always somebody that is more than you. Just settle it. So he met this guy that was more, more, more wicked than him. And as the man was about to yank his head, he shouted, Jesus, save me! That's how he found himself in heaven. That none should perish. Ezekiel chapter 18. Let's read verse 22 and 23. 
Ezekiel chapter 18. This is the heart of God. This is the mind of God. Where is the scripture? Ezekiel. Let me use my Bible. Sometimes when you depend on these things, they just tell you that, look, you can't trust technology. Sometimes it just freezes. I don't know what's wrong with that. I bind every... (laughs) Okay. Ezekiel 18. Let me read it for you. Um, Verse... Okay, I'll read 23. He says, Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? God is asking. It's wicked, but do I even please? Does it please me? Do I have any pleasure that the wicked should die? He's asking. You see, it's good. God is not like us, eh? Because there are some people, if I could just tie them in hell, the deepest part of hell, I would do that. Yeah. But God is not like that. Hmm? He's not like that. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? This is God's desire. Now, if he has that desire, guess what? We should have the same desire. We should desire that the wicked will turn from his wickedness and live. Yes? So, it's not his will that anyone, not even the wicked, whoever you consider wicked, Heaven is waiting. What are we going to do about it? Hmm? Let's look at 2 Peter. Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 9. He says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. Come on, turn to someone and say, it's not his will will. for any to perish. perish. He is not willing willing. for for any to perish. But that all should come to repentance. Can you see that? How many should come to repentance? All. all. Huh? Including that wicked uncle that you don't like. <laughs> that all should come to repentance. Yes. Including that neighbor that went to scratch your car. 
for no reason that all should come to repentance. It's not his will. It is not his will. And if it is not his will, it cannot be your will. It shouldn't be your will. It shouldn't. Unless you are evil. If it is not his will, it shouldn't be my will. But that all should come to repentance. The word to repent means to turn around. It's a change of mind. That's God's will. God's will is for us and for all that we come in contact with to repent. That's his will. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. I read from verse 1. This popular passage. It says, therefore I exhort first of all that prayers. Come on, say prayers. Prayers. Supplications. Supplications. Intercessions. Intercessions. And giving of thanks. Be made for all men. Even the men you don't like. Even the men you don't like, it is his will that you pray for them. And it's not a prayer that kills. Come on. For kings and all who are in authority, it is his will for us to pray for kings. And for all in authority. It is his will for us to pray. Pray for the Zulu king. Come on. And all other kings. Pray for the king of Swaziland. Pray for the kings. I don't know them all. You know them. Pray for them. It's not his will that they should perish. Don't you want to meet kings in heaven? Yeah. I want to have some that I will host in my mansion. Because my mansion is going to be so big. It will be the size of Midrand. How about that? No, Listen. It's up to you what you want. You know, if you want, if, if you want a cottage or a Wendy house, it's, it's up to you. You understand? I'm just saying mine. Yeah. Because my house has to be big enough. My mansion has to be big enough to host Midrand. Come on. I need to be able to host Midrand in my mansion. Yeah. So, but if you, don't, if you don't begin to think and prepare to accommodate a whole city and work towards it, uh, your mansion will just be just for you. Can only accommodate you after you have no space. <laughs> when, when people come to visit you in heaven, they will just be st- sitting outside. <laughs> Is that what you want? No, you, 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 you need a, a, a real mansion. Yes. 
Hallelujah. So, but I'm going to host kings. So for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. So it's God's will for the land to be at peace. War is not God's will. You know why war is, is, is bad? Because war sends people to hell quickly before they get saved. That's why the devil likes wars. Why? Because before they, they have the time to repent, pew, they're in hell. He likes it like that. So, but then when there's peace, we're able to, to, to go and witness. We're able to, to talk to people. But if there's no peace, if the bullets are flying all over, how many people will be there doing evangelism? You won't even think of that. You'll be thinking of where to go and hide. Am I correct? That's why we need to pray. Then look at verse 3. He says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. It is good. Tell your neighbor, say it's good. It's acceptable in the sight of God to pray for all men. Yeah. To supplicate for them. To give thanks for them. I thank God for all men. I thank God for you. I thank God. Then verse 4. Look at verse 4. Who desires all men to be what? How many men? The good, the bad, the ugly? All. He desires all men to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. That means there are people who are not saved because they don't know the truth. They don't know the truth. And it is not his will that they continue in ignorance. He says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Who is going to bring this knowledge to them? We are. That's why we're still alive. In case you don't know. You're not alive to, you know, to build an empire. You're alive to bring more people, to help more people to be saved. That's why you're still breathing. That's why you woke up this morning. Now we need our hearts. We need God to work on our hearts so that we will begin to see that every day is an opportunity. To bring someone to repentance. That every day is an opportunity. To bring someone to the knowledge of the truth. That every day is an opportunity. To share the gospel with someone. Are we ready for that? Oh you are too smart for that. You are too dignified. You don't. You don't like to disturb people. Everybody should just keep his opinion to himself and just, you know, whatever he decides for himself. If they don't know any better, if they know and then they decide, that's different. But if they don't know, hmm, how can they decide? How can they choose if they don't know? 
like a um, years ago. I was I was in Gambia and we went to the interior for for a mission. We had a crusade and we're doing some evangelism, showing some um, showing some showing some a movie, the Jesus film. How many people know that film? Have you watched the Jesus film? Uh, some of you don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you only know the passion. Ah, no, 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 no. Jesus film, that one. That one is in over a hundred languages, almost 200 languages. Yeah. Show that movie. In a Muslim stronghold. And people couldn't believe that Jesus was like that because they've been lied to. The imams have lied to them about Jesus. And when they saw this movie, many of them repented. Because they just couldn't understand how people can be so cruel to Jesus. And yet the last thing on the cross was, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. They couldn't understand that. That was what beat them the most. And so... Um, a group of friends went to another village not far from there and they were asking, they were trying to preach to this man and they met this guy and they were asking him, have you heard about Jesus? Jesus, he heals the sick, he raised the dead and all of that. And the guy said, mm, I have not heard about him. But I heard that there's one man in, um, in Basse that is doing some miracles. Maybe he's the one, I don't know. You see, because... There was, there was a miracle crusade that my friend was having. And we were like part of the team there. So this, the news had spread that there were some people that were getting healed. So he thought, oh, that my friend must be the Jesus. Because he had never heard of Jesus before. So all of us here have heard of Jesus. Why should you hear about him again when others have not heard about him? Why? You've had opportunities. There are others that don't, have not even had one opportunity. They don't know. Like somebody else was asking, have you heard about Jesus? The man said, ah, no, I don't know. But try the next village. There's nobody here. There's nobody here called Jesus. Try the next village. Maybe he's there. So there are, there are people like that that don't know. They don't know. But how will they know without a preacher? Yes? Romans chapter 10. How will they know? How will they hear? Why will they not perish if no one comes to talk to them? There are homes in this Midran that we need to go to. Hello. Amen. Yeah, we need to go. We need to, you need to go to your neighbors. You need to go to your complex. You need to go to people. It's quiet now. Getting quiet. It's like, Pastor, oh, you were preaching well until now. You just, you, I, I don't even know what you are trying to say now. What, what point are you trying to make? The point is that you have a responsibility. Yeah. Amen. You have a responsibility. 
talk to people. Listen, you need to become a talkative for Jesus. Amen. Oh, I'm very quiet and all of that. Hey, shh. <laughs> That's you in your flesh. Now, in your spirit, you need to start talking. Okay, take that and start talking about Jesus. Start telling people about him. When last did you share Jesus with someone? I'm not asking when last did you come to church. I mean, when last did you share Jesus with someone? When last? Let me see. Those that have shared Jesus with someone in the past week, raise your hand. Let me see. God bless you. Okay, in the past month. Wonderful. In the past two months. Okay, in the past year. <laughs> All right. What am I doing? What am I trying to say? Our Father's will and desire is that none should perish. Can we make that our will as well? Hmm? Can we make that our will? That none should perish. I have a friend. Years ago, the Lord spoke to him to talk to his neighbor. He just kept putting it off. And the Lord kept talking to him. Talk to this guy, talk to this guy, talk to this guy. He just kept putting it off. You know? And not too long after that, the neighbor died. But the worst thing is this. He had a vision and he saw the guy in hell. That's even God was helping him to, to, to even show him, to haunt him with that. Because some of us, we don't even know who has entered hell because we, you know, we just, <coughs> we're just too busy. So he wept and cried and cried. He cried, cried. And the Lord said to him, on the judgment day, you are going to give an account for this. True story. <laughs> now, why am I saying this? Am I trying to put fear into you? If it puts fear, okay, and it helps you, that's fine. But that's not my motive. But I just want you to see the seriousness of what we're talking about. Okay? You, you, you need to talk to people. You need to pray for people. Pray for them to come to, the, to repentance. Pray for them that God will bring, help them to come to the knowledge of the truth. Pray for them. You start by praying for them. So after that day, he made a vow. <laughs> after he had that dream and he saw his neighbor in hell fire. <laughs> Maybe God should show us hell a bit. Huh? Father, I pray for visions of hell, revelations of hell, visitations. Lord God, just glimpses of hell. In the name of Jesus, let it happen here. In Jesus' name, say amen. amen. Let it happen. The will of the Father is that none should perish. Hmm? Years ago, Benny Hinn was, was asking the Lord. He asked the Lord, he says, God, why are you using me like this? 
And as he was talking, talking, all of a sudden his eyes opened and he saw, he saw into hell. And he saw people, you know. And, and the Lord said, that's why. Yeah? So we must understand why. The why. Why are you still alive? It's, it's so that somebody can escape hell. Okay? That none should perish. So if you need a glimpse of hell to understand what I'm saying, isn't it a good thing that I should pray for God to show you? <sighs> you guys. So my friend saw his neighbor. After that, he said, from today, <laughs> he said, I will never go to sleep without talking to someone about Jesus. So every single day, sometimes at night, he has forgotten. Then he's, he's about to go to sleep. Then he remembers, oh my God. He wakes up and goes into the street. To talk to someone that none should perish. I pray that none around us will perish. I pray that nobody within our sphere of influence will perish. I pray that nobody that knows you huh, and is close to you that will perish. None of them should perish. It's not God's will. It's not God's will. Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 15. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 15. Verse 1, he says, Then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. May, may sinners draw near to you to hear you. Yes? That they will draw near to you to listen to you. To listen to what you have to say. Amen. They drew near to him. I think it's a problem if sinners are not drawing near to me to listen to what I have to say. Maybe I'm missing something. Could it be that I have missed something? This is my master here. Yes. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, religious people. They complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Ha! Oh. I think God can even vomit just hearing them. They don't, they, they, why did Jesus come? To seek and to save. The lost. Now the lost are coming to him and the religious system is criticizing him. Never you criticize someone for accommodating sinners. Lest you become a modern day Pharisee. He said, this man receives sinners and he eats with them. He even attends their parties. But you see, Jesus 
goes to where the sinners are. Because that's where he will find them. Correct? So he spoke a parable to them saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave ninety-nine? Huh? He does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. This is the heart of God Jesus is, re is revealing here. So in other words, God, yeah, thank God you are in church, but what is going to give God more joy is not you, but it's that person out there that is lost. It's time for us to wake up. Do you understand me? It's time for us to wake up to our responsibilities. It's time to, for us to wake up and start advancing the kingdom of God. It's time for us to begin to depopulate hell. And begin to populate heaven. This is the message. God wants us to begin to take this matter serious. Don't make fun of them and say, oh, look at this sinner. Look, they're just messing up their lives. They don't know any better. How will they know if you don't help them? How will they know if you don't pray for them? How will they know if you don't talk to them? How will they know if we don't go to them? Instead of criticizing them and just saying how wicked they are or how sinful they are. That is Phariseeism. And we must repent of every trait, every Pharisee. <laughs> this, this is, I'm making my own English here. You won't find it in the dictionary. Every Pharisee tendency. We must repent. Lord, forgive me for having, for having the heart of a Pharisee. Forgive me, Lord, for having the heart of a Sadducee. Forgive me, Lord, for not loving sinners like you. Forgive me, Lord, for repelling sinners. When sinners see me, they run away from me. Because I, con I, I condemn them. Instead of loving them, forgive me for that. Forgive me for not being mindful of the things that matter to you. One soul is worth more than 
all the diamonds and gold and the oil and the, and the platinum and whatever it is under the ground on this earth, one soul is of more value. And if you are going to, if you are going to have a, a, a great name in heaven, you need to take what I'm saying serious. If you don't want to just be religious, plain church, you want to have a reputation in heaven. You want to be a celebrity in heaven. This is it. This is it. There's a special reward for people that turn the wicked. That turn sinners to Christ. There's a great reward in heaven for that. For such people. You might not be perfect, but listen. God never says you should be perfect before you talk to someone. If you've known Jesus for three hours, you are ahead of somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Are you following me? So you have something that you can use. If you gave your life to Jesus this morning, you're already a senior in the spirit to the person that is lost. So you can do something. Is it okay to be frank? I know I, can, I, mean, I can teach you how to be a millionaire, but you know that. This is this. This is it. You want to be more than a billionaire. This is it. Glory to God. You go and read the whole of chapter 15 of Luke. All of this, Jesus was just sharing. Just to help them to understand the heart of God. The mind of God. The will of God. Read the whole chapter. Everything there is about the lost. It's about the lost. It's the Father's heart that none should perish. It's His will that none should perish. And that, I want to say, should be our will as well. Okay? Your, 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 your needs, maybe all your prayers have not yet been answered. Listen, if you will pray more for the lost, God will surprise you. God will surprise you. So we need to pray for the lost. We need to go to the lost. Right? We need to be open for them as well. Open to them. That they should be able to hang around us like they hung around Jesus. And Jesus even attended Matthew's party. You know, Matthew, the tax collector who became an apostle. Jesus went there. He sat down in Matthew's house. And there were other task collectors, other fraudsters, and other, other um, corrupt officials. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Other corrupt, other corrupt officials sitting down there and feasting with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, the Holy One of Israel. Can you be more holy than Jesus? How many people are more righteous than Jesus? Come on. 
Because sometimes I hear some people preach and it's like, no, 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 no. Don't touch any, don't, don't, you know, don't relate with unbelievers. What, what kind of, where is that from? Where is that from? Look at Jesus. Let's repent from that. Get rid of that stinking thinking. It's not, it's not okay. Tell someone, say it's not good for you. Don't think like that. Don't think like that. Don't think like that. Why? Because then you start, you start thinking, you start having a holier-than-thou attitude. You don't, it will just begin to creep in. Spiritual pride will start creeping in. Before you know it, you are better than other people. Before we know, you will start praying like the Pharisee. Father, I just thank you because I'm not like all these sinners. I'm not like all these corrupt officials. I, I, I pay my tithe. And I, in fact, you know, I fast two times a week. And, you know, every, every year I fast 21 days. And, you know, come on. It stinks before God. When you talk like that, when you pray, don't ever use people. Huh? To judge your spirituality. You just become a Pharisee when you do that. Don't ever do that. You're spiritual, you're spiritual for yourself. Don't look at other people and say, Oh, this person, you, you, you can't do this, you can't, I'm better than you because of this. The moment you do that, you are a Pharisee. And God is like, Yeah. Makes me feel like throwing up. You know, there are things you see that you just. That's how God feels when we behave like that. So let's stop it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you going to pray that none will perish? Are you going to start praying that none of your friends will perish? Are you going to start praying that no, nobody in your family will perish? That none of them will go to hell? Seal the gates of hell and say, they are not coming in. Yes. Hallelujah. That's how I'm praying for my family members. That they will not go to hell. Some of them are still Muslims. I say, wait for me, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I'm praying for them, but the time will come that I will go to them. And I say, hey, listen. This is the message. Some of them, I, 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 I message them on Facebook. I share some messages. They block me. I say, you, you keep blocking me. I'm coming for you. You cannot block my prayers. You can block my friendship, but you cannot block my prayers. Hallelujah. Yeah. I continue to inbox them. Send them some things that will convict them. Eventually, I've been praying, God. Keep them. Preserve them. Let them not die. Until, until they have received Jesus. Let hell not receive them. In the name of Jesus. I block hell. In the name of Jesus. Jesus is the one that has the keys of death and hell. And Jesus used the key to block hell from receiving their souls. Keep them for me. To come and minister to them. Let's begin to pray like that. That none will perish. Turn to someone and say none will perish. In your family. In my family. None will perish. 
I will take responsibility. I will pray for them. I will talk to them. I will go to them. I will invite them. Until they enter the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Time is gone. Let's pray. Come on. Let's stand up on our feet. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.